regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features show. Hello and welcome to the Regular Features Podcast, the podcast that's exactly the same every week. And like every week, we're in my flat. Don't say where it is. You actually have to bleep that now. <laughs> I've got it. You know how expensive it is to beep things. <laughs> is it? Oh, I thought you have to uh, buy. You have to license the beep from well, Jerry we've, Springer. We've got <laughs> obviously we've got an audio engineer here doing stuff. Can we bleep that? Yep. Right, Thanks. Bleeped. Don't say <laughs> again, though. <laughs> Christ. Thanks, Jules. Um, my name's Steve. I am the hostest with the mostest of this episode of the podcast. I'm also joined by Log and Matt Lees. Welcome. Welcome. Very us. nice. Welcome, us. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Very nice. Very nice to see you, Matt. It's a pleasure to be a person. I can verify from my an- unique angle on your torso that you're fucking there, and I love seeing it. <laughs> hey! How, how are you both doing? I can tell, Matt, that you... Uh, keep yanking the bloody recorder yeah. towards the edge of the desk yeah. in a way that's making me antsy. I'm a man on the edge. What can I say? What can I say? I'm having a lovely time. I'm. This is an in-person podcast, which makes it uniquely sweaty. Three men, one room, some temperature. Let's wet. Mm. If music be the food of love, ooh, <laughs> I'm sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got? Have you boys got features? Yeah, I got a feature. Got a feature? I, I, I've just there's piss everywhere. Not here. Not in my no, flat. No, just everywhere else in my life. And we can talk about that. Excellent. I hope you purge that piss. Mm. Log, I am somehow going to go from Doctor Who into the Mandalorian with some screaming of swear words. That's easy, isn't it? Because they're both shit. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh, they are. Oh, oh, they are. It's such a, a Tarzan vine between two shit vines. Read the rest of my articles on Crack.com twenty years ago. Oh yeah. <laughs> Who me? Steve. That's right. Uh, it's just my meat of the week. It's back. Oh okay. Oh, I hope it's the one I've been rooting for. I've kind of, yeah. See. I mean, at this point, it's pretty predictable. Tuna Del Winnie. <laughs> I'm rooting for Tuna Del Winnie. <laughs> Tuna Del Winnie? Del Winnie. Tuna Del Rey? What's Tuna Del Winnie? What's Crab Rangoon? <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Gotta bleep that now. <laughs> Hi, I'm KC from KC and the Sunshine Band. I haven't been able to work since 1991 when a sexual misadventure led to a trumpet being embedded in my ass. That's bad for me, but good for you, because when I use my ass, trumpet, it will signal that a new, regular feature is about to begin. And that's the way you like it. Here goes. And now it's time for Steve's regular feature, Steve's Meat of the Week. What? Oh, this week's Meat of the Week, it's Crab Rangoon. Oh. <laughs> what? Me? What? Me? No. Crab Rangoon is an American singer, actress, and director with a career spanning six decades and is among the few meats to ever win an EGOT. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 
Oh, thank you, thank you. Oh. Crab Rangoon began his career performing in nightclubs and Broadway theaters in the early 1960s and, following his guest appearances on Johnny Carson, was catapulted to fame. Shortly after which, Crab Rangoon appeared in the 1968 hit musical Funny Girl. Don't tell me not to fly, I've simply got to. If someone takes a spill, it's me and not you. Who told you you're allowed to rain on my parade? But Crab Rangoon's meteoric rise to fame was not without a speed bump or two. Okay, I gotta go up here, okay. Oh. As this infamous 60 Minutes interview questions his account of being part of SEAL Team 6, the military hit squad accredited with assassination of 9-11 orchestrator Osama Bin Laden. Uh, yes, I was part of SEAL Team 6 that killed Osama Bin Laden. Um, why are you asking me these well, questions? Well, we've been doing some research and we've actually found Okay, it. well, I don't... I, I'm going to have to check with, with uh, Lucy who looks after my diary. Uh, because your schedule says... I remember... You weren't in Pakistan that day. I was in a cave and I had an AR-15 rifle and someone said, go, 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 and I shot someone, okay? <laughs> okay. Maybe it wasn't Osama bin Laden. It could have been... One of the other guys. Well, uh, the, 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 this is your schedule this, that Lucy gave us. It says that you uh, I, I didn't realize this interview was going to be a hatchet job. I'm sorry. I, I thought this was 60 Seconds, CBS, um, HBO, whatever this is. <laughs> I, it certainly doesn't look like a B&Q. <laughs> um, <laughs> it doesn't look like we're shopping for hatchets at B&Q, a hatchet job, which is what this interview is. I think we're done. Oh, we're done. But despite this apparent setback, Crab Rangoon's career went from strength to strength. Hi, everybody. Hi. And in the 1992s, <laughs> he landed the role of Ross in the critically acclaimed sitcom Friends. Hi. Hi. What's wrong, buddy? Someone at work ate my sandwich. <laughs> Well, what did the police say? <laughs> My Thanksgiving leftover sandwich. I can't believe someone just ate it. Ross, it's just a sandwich. Just a sandwich? That sandwich was all I had, Chandler. That sandwich was the only thing stopping me from grabbing my gun and walking out onto Fifth Avenue and shooting the first woman I see. <laughs> I'm going to kill the president of the United States of America, and I'll be called a fucking hero. Don't you look at me, Monica. <laughs> but as Crab Rangoon's career went from strength to strength, Scandal was never far behind. And in 2004, Crab Rangoon faced pressure under allegations he falsely claimed to have been in the Twin Towers at the time of the September 11 terrorist attacks. Oh, it was awful. It was just the worst. Uh, uh, the planes came crashing in and you you're thinking this is is this happening is this this is happening this is happening to me um of all days 911 what are the chances it's the number that you call during emergencies and on that day it's here we are this building's collapsing around my ears it's just i i couldn't believe it i just couldn't believe well i'm going to have to stop you there mr rangoon because we we still have your diaries and it says that you were actually filming a, uh, filming. a Super Bowl Pepsi ad that a day. A Super Bowl Pepsi ad? <laughs> oh, 
Oh yeah, I was. What was I doing then? Well, you well you were doing the Pepsi ad. That must have just been like a film I saw. <laughs> oh, it was the film with Jeremy Renner. We worked together on this film. It was called Towers of Oblivion. It was a recreation. Very tasteful, mind you, if I might mind you might add. Me and Jeremy, and he's a darling. He got crumpled by a snowplow. Did you know that? He got crumpled by a snowbob. A bob. Slad, a bobcat snowmobile. Towers of Oblivion went on to become the highest grossing movie in Hollywood history. Cementing Crab Rangoon's place among the stars. But while he's accustomed to the high life, his career hasn't been without difficulty. As this QVC blooper reel shows. And remember for $99.99, this comes with absolutely everything that you need to get going with the seven blades and the six handles, the two chopping boards, and of course the pop chopper with the pop chopping tray. I've been pop chopping courgettes and zucchinis earlier today. And let me tell you, they came out real nice. Uh, I've got some here that I made earlier. Uh, oh, <laughs> uh-oh, goofballs. I seem to have mis- misplaced them. Uh, Lucy, have you seen the pop-chopped courgettes that I pop-chopped earlier for, for just for the 99.9 attachments? Lucy? No, you... Yeah, you still with us, Lucy? Yeah. Um, and where's my pop-chopped courgettes with the pop-chopped... Lucy? Yeah. You're on thin fucking ice, Lucy. After the Pakistan thing? The debacle? The Pakistan debacle? You gotta get my fucking popcorn jets because you're you're gone. You're fucking gone, Lucy. I yeah, we still got six of these in stock, everybody, and they're going quickly. Let me tell you what's going more quickly. Your fucking career, Lucy. Your fucking career. Of course, now every household in America has a crab rangoon pop chopper in the kitchen. But while this Hollywood starlet knows her way around a courgette, she's no stranger to the theater boards. And her production of A Streetcar Named Desire, in which she forgot she was live on stage, went down in history as one of the most memorable in Broadway history. I've always depended on the kindness of strangers. I've always depended on the kindness. No, hang on, I could get that better. Shut up. Mm, Lucy, I can see you laughing back there. Can't do it. Lucy's got me going now. Here we go. I've always depended on the kindness of strangers. <laughs> oh, mm, I laughed at the end of that one. <laughs> Can we use it? Can we use it? Who are these people out there? What? No. Lucy. But despite her ups and downs, becoming Steve's Meat of the Week is truly the defining accomplishment of Crab Rangoon's career. And here she, or he is now, to accept the award. God, oh, it's heavy. Oh, the award's so heavy. I did not realize it was going to be this heavy. Mm. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so I just want to say thank you uh, to everyone. Um, I'm Crab Rangoon. <laughs> Um, I didn't think I was going to win Meat of the Week because I'm not really a meat. I'm sort of a wonton seafood business. I want to <laughs> send out a special thanks to Log and Matt and to Steve for picking me as the Meat of the Week um, and for the readers to for listening this far to a feature that is mostly carried by doing a camp voice. <laughs> um, as you all know, Lucy is still missing... The police have found parts of her body, and we don't know if she's going to be okay, you guys. But we've got all of her fingers and toes crossed. Not, Lucy's not crossing her toes because 
we found her feet. <laughs> uh, you may have seen that in TMZ. But that doesn't mean that the rest of her's not out there. And all I can say <laughs> is, Lucy, if you're if you're listening, I forgive you. Uh, oh, they're playing they're playing me off. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Um, goodbye. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you all so much. Bye. Crab Rangoon, meet of the week. I'm not surprised. I've been thinking about that one for a while, but no, well played. Her time had to come. Their time had to come. Yes. And um, yeah, we'll do the next one. Join, join, a, join us again next week for my regular feature, Meet of the Week. I'm a dainty sorceress. <laughs> Log, I haven't seen you for quite a while. Are we recording? This is going. We are recording, yes. Actually, that's not true. I saw you um, a few weeks ago. Yes. But I didn't notice what? that your, your beard is looking... Grey? Yeah, but in a lovely way. Like, you are really morphing into naughty, sexy Santa. I'm a little terror at Christmas. Yeah. You're gonna, I reckon you're only a few years off being banned from all shopping centres in, in Nottingham and the wider Nottingham area. Yeah, the thing is, my hair is still kind of gingery, strawberry mm-hmm. whatever the whatever the words you use to deny the fact you're ginger are. Titian. Um But who knows, underneath the Santa hat, maybe Santa's got fucking a, a ginger ponytail. Oh, maybe he just pulls his hat off and it's like Farrah fucking Fawcett. <laughs> and he goes, ooh, Santa, you're beautiful without your hat on. Yeah. If you take Santa's glasses off and give him a nice little bouffant hairdo, he's not a nerd anymore. A Christmas nerd. He's actually a hot Christmas bomb. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he's like really metal, I'm thinking. He's got like a really long ponytail and like shaved sides oh, and he's covered in tattoos and some of them might be like white supremacists and it's like oh, I was going to oh, say he's one of those skinners that you don't know whether he's a gay one or a fascist mm. it's a thin line don't like thinking about Christmas in April was well, it April? Yeah, we record all the podcasts at Christmas don't we and then we put them out throughout the year oh I shouldn't have said that <laughs> it's like Jules Holland Fuck. that's like that's like when you're writing for magazines in December and your head's just full of Christmas references and then the editor says you do write this is going out in January don't you <laughs> yeah I can't stop talking about Christmas though. <laughs> you just mentioned like Jules Holland obviously for people who don't know they have to record the Hootenanny in the summer because over the Christmas period Jules Holland is very busy live mastering this podcast that we record <laughs> throughout the Christmas period just a little bit of a behind the scenes what a good job he does Boogie Boogie style. He'll probably edit me saying that out because he's so modest. <laughs> he is. And he's so good at the Boogie Woogie piano times. He won't stop. Don't stop, Boogie, when you feel the woogie. Yeah. When you feel the woogie, come hey, on. Whoa. Hey, Jules, do you prefer Boogie or Woogie? Oh, don't that... make me choosy. <laughs> you can't make me choose. <laughs> don't make me choosy, the Boogie or the Woogie. Oh, I love him. Love you, mate. Yeah. Are we good to start recording? All right. Cheers, Jules. Bet that bass has already hit record. That's oh. all going in, knowing that guy. God, I hope it is, and it's quick. Uh, this is weird because it's an in-person recording. Mm. Very rare. And uh, it's in person in my flat. Don't say where it is. Is that weird as as being in your flat after knowing you for, I don't know how long. Matt, it's literally other. the first time you've been to this I flat. I know. I know. 
been living here. Don't say how long I've been living here. <laughs> well, Steve, I was supposed to come here to record a podcast a while ago, and then you flanked out, so I couldn't. Aye. Aye. So, Me and you did a podcast here, and we talked about weighing ourselves and our neuroses of about our weight, which is like, um, I remember I listened to that one recently, I thought, oh, I remember the room, and I'm in the room again, <laughs> and I'm fat still. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Let's do it, baby. Because <laughs> we both have that weighing scale that uh, says happy birthday to you. Yes, and a balloon flies up on the every, screen. Yeah. Every day. And <laughs> yeah. a, a balloon flies up on the screen as though to say, your weight is ballooning. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this weighs less than air. Unlike you, who weighs more than air. You weigh more than soil. <laughs> if you were to have just you, the volume of you with soil... It would weigh less than what you're doing right now. You, you weigh more than soil, and that means if you lie down in a garden, soon you will be buried because of your so, so heavy. There's something about these really elaborate, poorly put together insults that I just imagine scrolling by very slowly on a crap LCD screen. <laughs> you just take you know, five minutes to read it. I think it made perfect sense. Where it goes, you- no, no, I mean, if, if you weigh... If the soil weighed density, just, yeah, I think I said density. I think it does make sense, Steve. But on a, an you LCD could be a display, soil submarine on an LCD display, hunt for red October. Five letters at a time. <laughs> it would just take a while. I don't like being my insults being dismantled in real time by someone I considered a friend. <laughs> I guess I better get out of your house. <laughs> Not until you've done a feature, though. Okay, regular features, regular features. What is a feature coming next? Let us see. Talking of houses, <laughs> I've got a house. Myself and my wife, as is traditional, have spent all of our money on a house. Mm. Yeah, so nice. I've been doing things in the house, uh, myself style. Walking around with a towel wrapped around your waist, that kind of thing. I did, have had one bath in, in the house once mm. uh, when I was incredibly depressed after working very hard for a few days and thinking I just wish there was somewhere in this house I could be comfortable and not really cold because at that point the only place to sit in the house was on the stairs which is not really like it's not a chair is it oh yeah it is. so I thought I'm gonna have a bath so I just lit a single candle and turned the lights off and for 20 blissful minutes I didn't realize I was in a place that looked like it had been attacked by <laughs> Uh, bomb dogs. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> bomb dogs do have a huge area of effect. Yeah, <laughs> lots of them. Like, like an entire, uh, like imagine an entire Battersea dogs home worth of bomb dogs. Wow. Some they, of them are obviously very do, small. And they do chain though. Yeah. So a little do. one can set off a bigger one. Yeah. So well, that's what happened to God rest his soul, Paul O'Grady. Yes. It was a One series of, of bomb dogs yeah. in a, like a domino line all the way across up to North London where yeah. he lives. And the Great Dane that had his its paws on his shoulders just licking his face. <sighs> I didn't really want to get into this. That's but yeah, a you're 10 right. megaton dog. I feel like I'm pretty insensitive now to have brought up this topic so close to his death. But yeah, just like that. Anyway, I'm joking. It hasn't actually been hit by <laughs> bomb dogs. La- he'd have laughed. Uh, um, I, I've been doing lots of things. Uh, myself, uh, it's called doing it for me style, <laughs> and I I want to do that. I want to do it for me, right? I'm g- not going to pay someone else to come and do it for me. I'm going to I'm going to do it for me. Nice. And I've been doing plumbing. I've been I've been I've been laying so much fucking Ethernet cable everywhere. 
Lame yeah. Ethernet cable. Plumbing's no Wi-Fi for this guy. Why? No, there's going to be Wi-Fi for this guy. But all wired up via Ethernet. Ay, ay, ay. Ethernet and mesh. I'm having, I'm having a, the best time of my life. Also, I'm Isn't in hell. Is that gilding the lily? <laughs> uh, maybe it is a little. Uh, you can see I'm covered in bruises. Is that 5G, isn't it? I told you, dog. It's the bloody 5G. This is 5G. has been getting into my skin. It's trying to escape your body, man. Yeah. It knows I'm coming for it with all the Ethernet. <laughs> and so it's been trying to rough me up with its microwaves. But it can't. It can't kill me. That what bruises you. It won't make you stronger, but it won't kill you either. How did you get bruises? I've been fighting with floorboards. Ah. Like, <laughs> you've seen the John Wick films. Yeah. Imagine that, but instead of uh, having guns and weapons and fighting lots of trained warriors and fighters, it's just me sort of rolling around on the floor doing things trained warriors with floorboards. He hasn't seen the John Wick film. Has he? <laughs> he has a dog. <laughs> yes. We've already done the dog's exploding thing. Did I, he had a dog. This is all This is just you trying to shoehorn as many ways dogs can die as possible. <laughs> Sponsored by dogkill.com. <laughs> Is your dog's thriving? Not Stop it, dead in the tracks. <laughs> With dogkill.com. I've been fighting the floors, and there was. Listen, I'm not going to lie. There's something they don't talk about very often when they show you around houses on these television programs, right? When they have, like, uh, how much will your home sell for? Uh, uh, or that popular show. Who wants to make five billion on a cottage? Yeah. And all those TV shows that we've all known and loved. They don't say, you know, you don't have some walking in saying, obviously, you know, right now, this place absolutely reeks of piss. But, you know, a few years from now, a bit of work, this place could be lovely. They never mention that. They're always like, it needs mm. a bit of work. You never have these personalities stepping in and going, woof, really huffs of piss in here. But we can fix that, and then, you know, this place could be lovely. I'd like to do a series called I'd Keep the Piss, and they fix everything except just keep a beaker of piss in the lounge. <laughs> and I mean, that would be They quite, say the yeah. three rules of real estate are location, location, location. Keep the piss. I think there are four rules. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were going to change the last location to keep the piss. No, there's going to be the fourth rule. <laughs> Sorry, I stepped on your joke. I, th I think it is. I think that was the joke. I think I think he laid it out very clearly. Just as somebody's been laying out thick lashings and layers of piss <laughs> in uh, the house that I have bought. Why Actually, keep, why keep it in the living room? Oh, exactly right. This is for Christmas, not just for the living room. I bumped into the estate agent who sold us the house, and I was absolutely shattered coming out of a, a, a garage, Tesco garage. And he was like, "Oh, how's the house going?" And I was like. Most of the time, I'm just trying to get rid of the smell of piss. <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry. And I'm like... Did he say, I'm sorry, as in, I didn't hear that? Or I'm sorry, as in, no, he was, the piss he was, was a major he was conversation in the he, office? He was apologetic. But then I think, you know, well, they must know, right? This must be, you know, God bless his, his soul. He's still alive, the guy who was in the house. But obviously, the man who lived in the house before we bought it was a leaky gentleman, right? And that's something that's going to happen to a lot of us. When we get older, hmm. like it or not. Um, and so it must be really common. <laughs> like it. <laughs> not. Are we Yin and Yang me and you, Steve. <laughs> we the original thought... piss couple. <laughs> <laughs> 
everything smelled a bit of piss at first. But then we thought, you know what? Pull out all the carpets. You know, the classic piss sponges. The piss sponge of the yeah, yeah. world. And it'll be fine, right? Mostly it was. But then there was two rooms that afterwards still. Mm. One in particular honked. So you open the windows, right? You leave the windows open for like, you know, ages. How days, much? Days. Days. Every time days. you inhale a bit of piss honk, you must be using a bit of it up. Right. So I just just sit there and huff that piss up, man. Right. That's how, that's how I understand it. Yeah, yeah. Your, your lungs are like the air filters on a air filtration device. Like a Brita filter, but for air. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You just got to go around going... And <gasps> 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 <laughs> if you can just get a tap sure installed on your chest, I've got to blow out the window. Yeah, you've got to huff it back out the window. <laughs> Oh, yes, true. Because I haven't uh, upgraded the lung piss filtration augment yet that I can get installed <laughs> in New York Death City. <laughs> there was, yeah, I, I, it, I, it was so much piss smell, even when it was just floorboards. And at that point, it became clear that the piss had really soaked into the floorboards. Oh. And I was, uh, I was mopping it with vinegar. I was uh, sprinkling... Uh, by carb of soda everywhere, like I was some so, sort of Scarface character. So once you've a mum, once you've put vinegar into the floorboards, does the vinegar smell vanish, but the piss remain? There are some funky chemicals we shoot out our dicks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, this is it. I had to start researching this, and I found this fascinating. Personally, when I started looking it up. It was properly one of those, like, take off the sunglasses going, oh, mother of God, like, we're in a problem here. Because I was like, how do I do this? And I found all these. I ended up on on the mum's net, you know. I'm not an artsy, but they had the answers, so I just popped in. <laughs> um, and It's great for getting rid of bad smells and transphobia. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not getting rid of transphobia. Just trans, just trans people. Trans. Yeah, and probably other, other minorities as well. Who knows? It's a, a very equal opportunities hate group. But effectively, they were talking about it. And there were people who said, look, I tried this, I tried this, I tried this. There were lots of people who said, I tried for six months and I gave up. And we just pulled out all the floorboards. And I just think, fuck. So this began the, the piss wars, um, where I just for a series of weeks, I was just there doing all sorts of things, going through things one at a time to just try and eradicate the piss. And I actually came to respect this foe more than I respected <laughs> anything for a long time because what it breaks down to is that piss is a protein right you've got urine proteins and people say you need to get the, the proteins enzymes. To break down. you need enzymes so i, I poured <laughs> in the thing that eventually helped was i poured an entire box of biological washing powder and brushed it into the wood like a like a mad person wow and uh because yeah you need to break down the the piss you need to fundamentally destroy it but I think this is amazing, right? Because if you don't do that, right, the other option is, well, you could just like varnish it all, right? But then you are, it's like a You're time embalming capsule. the piss. Yes. It's Future like, generations will will open up like the, be like the mummy returns. It's, but yeah, it's like the ice caps melting and all the lost forgotten bacteria exactly. being released into the air. Wow. It's only, but it's a bit more localized. The permapiss. Just piss. The <laughs> permapiss is defrosting. And <laughs> I just think that, if you want to 
leave your legacy in the world. There's a lot of people trying to do things right now, whether it's having kids or trying to create something, a piece of art or like, or like, you know, like abusing workers to a degree that you have enough money to get a statue made of you in a city that's likely to survive wars. Or just trying to make people smile. Or just trying to make people smile, but enough to be remembered, Log. Oh yeah. Which is a lot. You got a big, big smile. Yeah. But, just don't how, do that. So just, how just are piss. you going to be remembered? Just piss. Piss. If you just piss on the floor, if you find like a good quality, some good timber in the house somewhere and just mm. fucking piss all over it, you, that's <sighs> probably going to be there for like, it could be there for hundreds of years. That's incredible. I'm going to go to the timber yard tonight and piss on it all. I, I don't know how piss works. That is, able so, to do that. That is so inspirational, Log. <laughs> I can't believe you said you don't know how piss works after... This is like a 20-minute long conversation about how piss works. <laughs> it's got proteins it's in got it. It's got proteins. And what I've the fuck a... I wanted that to make muscles with, and I'm just pissing it out? Has he got macros? I mean, I've been doing yeah, it on the whiteboard. I've been doing it on the whiteboard and doing the diagrams as we went, Log. Jesus fucking... Anyway, um, I, the piss wars are now complete. I have toiled and I have actually managed to win the piss wars. And uh, I've been referring to my house for a while as the Piss Palace. Mm. And I myself as the princess, the Piss Palace princess, because I, I, I literally bruised like the princess and the pea. But I've won the war now. And I thought in, in memoriam princess of this. Princess and the pea. Yeah, pea. Yeah, yeah, pea. Yeah. Princess and the pea. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, didn't, I didn't think of that. That's quite good. Oh, yeah. We thought of it. It's, yeah. it's our joke now. Yeah. It might have affected my feature. But instead, <laughs> I've got a, a short script to just commemorate the the, the the strong battles that I managed to go through in the Piss Wars. Great. Piss Palace Princess 4. Battle for the Piss. I'll be the warrior. Oh, nice. You nice, nice. fucking top. <laughs> Princess Piss. We have it on good urethrosity that the outer ramparts of the Piss Palace are under attack by enema invaders. Nice. Oh, my God. God, they're shitting on our outer defences. No, my lady, I'm just immediately slipping into anus-based references after less than 10 seconds of purely urine-based words. I'm ashamed of my unit and this feature, madam. Permission to stand down. Pull yourself together, Captain Commander Pissed Lord. You've been demoted. (laughs) Or promoted. I don't know which one is bigger. Permission denied, Commander Pissed Lord. We, Warrior Alpha, bring Pissed Lord to his senses. (laughs) by the spirit of the sacred ammonian elders for a moment there i thought i was a disposable fictional character in a silly little podcast is this goddamn biological warfare they're huffing right into us it's gone wholly up my nose and into my cranium brain commander pest lord no no (laughs) (laughs) he's been impaled with a spear made of pure diamond forged vinegar tell my wife and my children it would have been glorious to have just one more day to just piss all over them and them all over me Tell them yourself, Commander Pisslord. Call down to the gooch for reinforcements on my mark, make it rain gallstones They'll rue the day they cross these piss puddles. It's about to get hot and sticky down there. It's time to put the hate into testing your prostate. That doesn't 
scan with the context of the other references. Save your energy, Commander Pesslord. You'll need it soon enough to piss on your children. Please, Princess. If I don't make it... Commander Pisslord, no. No, Commander Pisslord! If I don't make it, Princess, it is above my station to ever ask such a thing, but would you do me the honor of pissing on my family? Commander Pisslord! It is a grave day indeed to ask one of such lineage to splash it all over my kin, but... Steady yourself, Commander! Warriors, unsheath the pistons of war! My eldest son, Davidoff Piss, to him entrust this pissy little amulet. They've broken through the golden seal. To my wife, give her this. That's just a handful of your piss. I can't. My daughters, Barbara and Shandy Piss, Jemima Splish Piss, <laughs> and her cousin, Katie Splashback. I can't hold on much longer, princess. Yes, please, promise me. You will piss upon my most medium son, <laughs> Jeffrey Wetblops. I will not piss upon your family. You can do that yourself once we've wiped up this mess. The outer walls of the feature structures have collapsed. That oh! <laughs> <laughs> ah, Jeffrey Wetplops. Wow, yeah. I, I want him to come back. He needs his own feature. <laughs> Jeffrey Wetplops stars in... The most middle son, Jeffrey Wetplops. <laughs> Bluffing it for real. <laughs> yeah. You've been inhaling a lot of piss lately, haven't you? And blowing it out the windows. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's all gone now. Can't wait to host you boys in my house once I have any furniture and a place that doesn't smell of piss. Have you got rid of all the piss then? I got rid of most of the piss smell, yeah. You don't oh. walk in and go, fucking hell, this place smells of piss. Absolutely no way I could walk into your house, smell piss, and not say, oh, it smells fine. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. A lot of work went into not making it. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, this, if this doesn't smell like piss now, can you imagine how much it didn't smell like piss before? <laughs> Honestly, it was, it, was, it was just so fucking fruity. I did a feature and I liked it. I hope my boyfriend don't mind it. (laughs) (laughs) And now it's time for my regular feature. If you're anything like me, and judging from how old and tired you look today, I think you are, then Doctor Who gives you an appreciation. Did you write that down? Is that a part of your script, or did you say that honestly? I've got his script over here, I can find out. I write down all my... (laughs) Oh, right. Okay. So you didn't look at me just now and say that. No. You wrote that before you saw me today. Yeah, because... Fuck, fuck for that. <laughs> no, does, <laughs> Steve. Steve, it's about how old, and, how old and tired I am. I'm talking to the readers. Oh. Uh, I thought you were talking to us, because I do feel very tired and old at the moment. I, and I, I was I, a little bit sensitive about it, and Steve clearly was as well. So just be careful what you say around people. I'm just very, very impressed that you think I'm capable of improvising any kind of fucking content. It's the eye contact. I'm just not used to people making mm. eye contact. I was trying to look like I wasn't reading off my phone, Steve. I was engaging the crowd during my TED Talk. Are we just your TED Talk crowd? Is that yeah. who we are? Yeah, TED Talk. Which one of you is my TED Talk X crowd, though? It's you, Matt. Hey. We're going to suck it later. I'm assuming TED Talk X is porn. <laughs> yeah, it's like Hollyoaks after dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So if you are anything like me, then Doctor Who gives you an appreciable or appreciable but very limited amount of pleasure. Sure enough, when it was rebooted in 
from 2005, it turns out, you got a few cheap laughs from the idea that Russell T. Davis, creative queer as folk, might give the show a gay agenda. I mean, would Christopher Eccleston solve time crimes, or would he just spend 42 minutes cramming metal rods of increasing gauge down his dickhole? No one knew what was going to happen, and we were pleasantly surprised when it turned out to be okay. But the lovers of history, and comparative history with this podcast, will remember that Torchwood popped up at roughly the same time that we began regular features. Mm. You, 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 Matt, it inspired you the did, podcast, really. You did so. a Torchwood, didn't you, in very much episode two? Yeah, probably. We all had a really big laugh about how Captain Jack would yeah. stand on top of a building with his hands on his hips, because that's where you stand on a building, and how you stand with your hands on your hips when you're an immortal bi guy who needs to look after Cardiff. I think we also made jokes about him just being this constantly sexually charged and, you know, that hasn't aged well. Well, no one knew he was a sex pest No, then. I didn't know he was a... He, yeah. gave, he gave off really chunky sex pest vibes, though. Mm. You say, whilst grinning. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. I would and have... rubbing bacon fat on your legs. What I wouldn't have given to have been an intern. I would have been, like, a fucking 30 years old. He wouldn't have been after me, would he? I mean, the clues are all there. Yeah. Captain Jack Harkness is an anagram of Captain Jack K. Harness. Oh. Like a sex harness. I was thinking of mm. Snark Nest Cack. <laughs> and then after Tortured, we all laughed and laughed again because Sarah Jane Adventures, a kid's show, was doing stories about dementia being a monster we simply didn't know how to beat yet. Whilst Torchwood had a monster that fucked you in the toilets until you died of fucking the toilet monster. Is that real? That's true. They were The kids' show and the adult show concurrently ran stories of very different <laughs> levels of maturity. <laughs> One of those stories is for grown-ups, but only because fucking's involved. Otherwise, they are both for people of the same mental age. <laughs> well, then, after that, by about season three of Torchwood, though, you were... My opinions were beginning to move around a bit. I, you, we were joking about a gay agenda earlier on, but suddenly, in Torchwood, that era, everyone in it was just a messy queer, and it kind of ruled. <laughs> I mean, no offence, but I'm not looking at you when I say this, Matt, but I've kind of seen enough of you lot to last me a fucking lifetime. <laughs> that's, that's entirely fair. So, basically, you can imagine how thrilled I am to see how... It, how queer the new Doctor Who is turning out to be with like got got drag queens, trans people, the doctors shooty Gatwa hasn't I don't think he's out as gay, but he played a pretty fucking convincing gay bloke in sex education. And um and I don't know about you, but when I'm happy about something, I go onto Twitter and trawl through the replies to the official announcement because I know on some level that I do not deserve to be happy and I need to end it as soon as possible. <laughs> And I saw someone responding to the announcement of Jinx Monsoon saying that he was distraught, distraught, that Doctor Who was reducing itself to a drag cabaret. (laughs) (laughs) And obviously my first thought was, sir, Jinx Monsoon is playing a role. I mean, Jinx Monsoon is already a role. So if credit goes to Jinx Monsoon and not Jerick Hoffer, then that is someone playing a role, playing a role. It's squared. That's talent. That's as complicated and impressive a feat as Eddie Large doing an impression of Lulu's car starting in the morning. And you have got to respect that kind of talent. (laughs) 
And sir, sir on the internet, can you can you just not give Jinx Monsoon the benefit of the doubt? After all, the world is full of extravagant stage personas toning it down to play a dramatic role. I mean, we all remember when the Pussy Pals were in The Mandalorian, don't we? <laughs> How could we forget? Talk, talk, talk. I'm banging on my anvil. Talk, talk, talk. Oh, what are you talking over there? The armorer, my buddy, my gal pal. Well, I'm so glad you asked. This is the way. I know it's the way. Oh, speaking of the way. Which we were. I was thinking about taking my helmet off to eat out this big hairy ass I saw. Is that the way? Taking your helmet off to eat ass is the way. As long as they're wearing their helmet on backwards so they can't see your greedy little face going nom 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 nom. Oh, wouldn't that feel weird? How so, my jingle jangle juice box? I mean, it'll, it'll look like they were looking at you backwards. It'll be like you were eating out a big tin owl with a huge hairy ass. This is the way. Which leaves me with one last question. No, that's not the way. But I didn't the, even... Taking your helmet off to suck Wookie dick. Oh, you know me so well. You are my best bosom, best guy, buddy, baby girl. Oh, anyway, you wretched hive of common villainy whom I adore. What are you hammering away at over there? Like, like that guy in the tower out of Andor. Well, aren't you a little curious shot of clit shrapnel? I make it a little buddy tit plate for that pig ugly green fuck over there. Oh, he's so sweet. He's like a little hairy fucking eyeball that you just want to gouge out and throw away. I like to act cool because I'm a goddamn Mandalorian, but I would die for that geriatric looking big eared turd machine. Hey, sluts, it's Moff Starkers. Whoa, 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 not cool, Moff Starkers. Yeah, tone it down with the sex-shaming, Muff. Okay, I'll come in again. Hey, you dinky goofballs, it's me, Muff Starkers. I'm back from holiday and I'm going to eat all your Beskar like a hungry, hungry whore. That's fine. It's okay if you call yourself a whore or if you say it with love. Thanks. If you think you're going to eat all of our Beskar Muff Starkers, you're riding the wrong dick into a station full of shit. No one eats my little gross buddy's wrinkly green tit plate while I've got my talking hammer. Oh, you think so? Because I've been in the living waters of Mandalore. You fucking never. Yeah, I have, actually, and I got a gut full of mythosaur jizz and I'm ready to blow. Oh, you are such a patient zero for a weird and aggressive new ass infection. Well, check this out. There's dozens of Mandalorians around here, and we've all got our best helmets on. Show this truck nut sucking goose egg what we got, girls. It's time for a Mandalorian helmet fashion parade. This is Ben Jazzle. The ridges on his helmet were modeled on Han Solo's cum gutters. Only these gutters lead straight into the sewer that is Ben Jazzle's infinitely thirsty mouth. This is Pan Corvus. His help. Keep your fucking dark saber. I can't listen to another moment of this shit. Who will that save Log from having to write another helmet joke? <gasps> oh my god. It's Lizzo and Jack Black. This is gonna be so cool. 
40 minutes later. What the fuck was that? I'm taking my helmet off. This is the way. I know what it is. I know you know what it is. It's the way. I know it's the way. This is the way. Matt, I knew you knew it was the way. This is the way. From now on, this is the way. This is the way. It's the way we do it, girls. It's the other way. That's not the way anymore. No. This is now the way. No. It's a 180 way inversion. 360 ways. Way. 360 days of ways. Every which way but loose. This is the way. It must be 50 ways to fuck your lover. <laughs> Ass 50 times. <laughs> I did a feature and I liked it. I hope my boyfriend don't <laughs> so if you've enjoyed the podcast you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and help us out by donating an amount of your bloody choosing if you give two pounds an episode we will eviscerate your old human name destroy just absolutely gut it of consonants and vowels doesn't exist leaving just an underlined bit in a form never existed and give you a b name and forever b name Arrives fresh, warm, like freshly cooked bagels. It's wearing a little jumper. It's a metaphysical jumper, but it's wearing a little jumper. Could you please give B-names to the following new patrons? Mm-hmm. A B-name, please, for Garrison Savannah. Stongus, the B-type Pokemon. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about that during a quiet period during the last conversation. <laughs> Fucking swat. <laughs> I was, I was doing homework in my head while you talked. <laughs> I've done that before. I can't I can't deny it. Please give a B name to Jacob Twist. Oh. Twist your B around and turn it back again. <laughs> oh, that's a nice Spice Girls reference. I, it's a, it? I think I got it wrong, but yeah, twist your B around and Twist your B around and fly it back again. Please give a B name to Allison. No. <laughs> Did you say no? <laughs> <laughs> Only for a joke. No. The bad bee. <laughs> Chandler Bean. Nice. Finally, a bee name, please, for Ashley Southall. Or Southall. Are there any other members of Friends? Uh, we've got um, Chandler. You've got you've Monica. She's done Chandler. Done yeah. Monica. Got Crab Rangoon. Crab Rangoon. Crab Rangoon. He's a crab, though, really. There's you, a crab. Wasp? Fee-wasp! Fee-wasp! That's the one! <laughs> is that is that part of the name? Fee-wasp, colon, that's the one. <laughs> that feels like a deeply log bee name. Fee-wasp. Fee-wasp beefay. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. beefay. Dirty bee, dirty bee, what have they been feeding you? You also get access to the beehive. That's the Discord where... Regular features, bees, hang out together and share stories. Stories and insights. Putting the us into buzzers, us, us, us. <laughs> and advice. Free life coaching. What? Can I get my life coached? Yeah. I'm, I'm a fucking mess. Go, you know, have you seen the film Tell It to the Bees? It's about our Discord. Hmm. Or about get, a lesbian my phone relationship and Storn away or something. <laughs> column A, column B. And if you just pay £2 a month, you get my phone number so we can have <laughs> nightly chats. <laughs> Only about that film. <laughs> Which, strictly, he reads not being about lesbians in Stornoway and being about the Discord. I don't, I don't know what lesbians are, but they sound like a lot of fun. <laughs> they're, not, uh, they're not for you, Log. They're no. not for you. Yes, they are. They're for everyone. 
Are they? <laughs> Whether they like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> That's too real. <laughs> we'll be back next week with another episode of this. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye-bye. I hope I'm meat of the week next week. <laughs> Why do bums suddenly explode in my face on your shoulder? Just like me, they long to weave into you. You're listening to Regular Features. Don't be fooled by the docs that I'm not for. I'm still, I'm still left wing. (laughs) (laughs) That's a jingle.